my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. And I am so excited today to actually have this episode live and direct. As you know, for the last couple of months, our podcast has been sponsored by Ability CBT. And today I'm happy to have with me Paula Allen. Hi, Paula. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Great to be here. Great. It's good to have you here. And so this episode today is more like a meet the sponsor, but meet Paula and get to know a lot more about her and learn more about Ability CBT. So Paula, one of the questions that I asked right off the bat is just tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Paula Allen and how did you get here? <laughs> oh, yeah. How did I get here? Okay. Um, uh, I am uh, my wife, mother, daughter, sister. Uh, I'm an immigrant to Canada. I was mm-hmm. born in, in Jamaica. Ooh. I came here when I was four mm-hmm. uh, and very much still into the culture as well as Canadian culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually started my career working with children. Uh, so I was very, very fascinated with uh, child development and you know, mental health from a couple of different uh, points of view and, and started working with children uh, who had a multiple of needs. Uh, so um, learning disabilities, mental health needs. And I really took the, the, the point of view of assessment and support mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as counseling. So neuropsychological assessment and counseling. Okay. And as things evolve, I started working with adults, you know, with a head injury and then uh, adults in other contexts and really uh, very much uh, came, still had that, that view of figuring out what's the best thing to help yeah. move people forward in a problem solving sort of way, help mm-hmm. people build the skills that'll help them deal with what their, whatever their situation is. Because if you have a head, head injury or, or if you have a, a learning challenge, you know, you're not going to change yourself, but you no. can develop some amazing skills to do what you want to do and need to do and still be at the top of your scale. And that's mm-hmm. what I've, I've applied through to uh, adults and worked in a number of different areas, disability management mm-hmm. and uh, EAP and training. And, and right now I'm uh, the global head of, of research for LifeWorks. Nice. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I've got to okay. ask you, okay, so you said a lot there, but you I said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but what stood out for me is you said you have a, your background is from Jamaica, which yes. resonates <laughs> with me because um, that's the same. Like my, my dad was from Jamaica. So Jamaica, Jamaica is very much in my roots as well. Um, I got to ask, what's your favorite dish? <laughs> Red fruit. Absolutely. Bread fruit. fruit. Yeah. Fried, yeah. boiled, how? Uh, it doesn't r- matter r- anyway. 
all of the above, but roasted and then refried. That's the way mm, I, I like it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. We can hang. Definitely. I love me some breadfruit. <laughs> the Caribbean flavor lives no matter what. <laughs> Without question. Once you've tasted it, that's it. That's your favorite food. Yeah. It's true. It's true. So Ability CBT is part of the LifeWorks group, but tell us a little bit about LifeWorks and then tell us about Ability CBT. Yeah, well, LifeWorks helps organizations help their people. So we we work with uh, businesses, we work with post-secondary institutions, uh, we also work with governments, and uh, really we focus on helping people be their best, you know, whatever that best means. So we have services that help people uh, in, in terms of, you know, crisis situations uh, with mental health. We help people with parenting. We help people with, uh, you know, helping them, you know, manage stress, work stress, personal stress, pandemic stress. Yes. So we, we have a big focus on mental health, the full continuum of mental health. Uh, but we also help people with other things, financial mm-hmm. well-being, uh, physical health and well-being and, oh, and wellness and workplace uh, well-being mm-hmm. and, and, and manager, manager training. So a number of things. Awesome. And Ability CBT now falls under that space in terms of people having readily easy access from an EAP perspective to this program, right? Absolutely. People can access it in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Ontario, Manitoba, like we, we actually work with governments and uh, it's available sponsored by those provincial governments free wow. of charge to, to residents. Uh, and we also offer it uh, through employers. And uh, you can, if, you're, if your organization is connected with, with LifeWorks, uh, there's a good chance that your employer has made this available uh, as, as well. So there's a, a few different ways that it can be accessed. And um, again, it's been amazing, particularly over the last little while, because as you know, as, as well as I know, uh, life has gotten more complicated. Very much so, very much so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so the ability to just go into the program mm-hmm. at any time of the day for five minutes, for 10 minutes, while you're dealing with your busy life, while you're in lockdown, mm-hmm. while you while you're, you're you're sort of navigating through all the, the different stressors that we have, like have that support on demand yeah. has been like gold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think one of the important things about uh, the Ability CBT is that even though, it, you know, the core program is available 24-7 and, you know, you can work at your own pace and you yeah. can develop your own skills, uh, you also have a therapist there with you. So a therapist mm-hmm. is in the background, the therapist is available for you to reach out to. You have the best of both worlds, that full independence in terms mm-hmm. of how you manage the program mm-hmm. while you have the support of a professional as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's really amazing that actual governments have taken up the mantle to say we want to help our people's mental health and that mm-hmm. they're using you know, the service to actually do that to help people in general versus you know organizations doing it but that organizations have the accessibility to include it in their EAP um, Mm -hmm. is golden as well I know this has been a really crazy time for the entire world 
what would you say there's been an increase in people using the service as a result of COVID pandemics, social political unrest? Oh my lord. Yes, I mean, there's definitely been an, an, an increase, in particular in the complexity of issues. Mm. So, so one thing that we absolutely know is that there's more mental health need. This past two years has been pretty rough on, yeah. on all of us. Yeah. And for, for some, it has been more than just rough. It's mm-hmm. really been life-changing. It's really been destabilizing. Uh, matter of fact, the number of people who are at high risk for mental health issues has tripled. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the past three years. And, you know, even if you're not in that high risk category, the level of edge and stress, so the need is greater. And we've seen more complexity of issues, Mm -hmm. uh, which is actually something I want to speak to as well, because a lot of people, you know, because, because you have accessibility CBT, online like that's your first touch yeah a lot of people think of it as being for lightweight issues Mm. and we that is not the way that this was designed it was designed to give you what you need Mm -hmm. and uh many people and we've seen many people come through the program with pretty pretty complex issues you know Mm -hmm. really high on the severity scale and their improvement has been astounding. So the way it's designed, it really meets people where they're at. Yes. If your issues are less complex, mm-hmm. then your experience is going to be matched to that as well. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely amazing. I'm so glad that you know you exist, that you're out there supporting and helping people because we really do need it. What advice would you give to organizations right now in terms of helping them to recognize the importance of talking about mental health in the workplace and making people feel psychologically safe to engage in programs such as what you're offering? Yeah, well, I love the the term psychologically safe. It's so Mm -hmm. important. You know, when when you're under, um, just think about just the normal human response to things. Mm -hmm. When you're under stress, the normal response, like if you take away what you're taught, if you take away your fears and all of the rest of that, your normal human response is to talk. The normal human response is to reach out to someone else. The normal human response is to to share. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you don't you're not going to do that if you don't if you feel that it's going to damage you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that if you feel that you won't be supported. So allowing people to sort of be authentic in terms of what their experience is, allowing just showing empathy. Uh, you know, just making making sure that there is no way in the world that any way in your language or behavior, you're stigmatizing, you know, mm-hmm. just people being normally human, humanly vulnerable yeah. is I think it's much more important than people realize because yeah. it is such a basic human need mm-hmm. that when we don't have it, nothing works yeah. after that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so true. I love what you said about, you know, being humanly valuable, like recognizing that as human beings, we should be able to have that access and feel safe enough to be able to participate in that. And I think for a lot of organizations, you know, you still hear people saying that there's this huge stigma attached to mental health you're still seeing a lot of organizations that don't have 
um, any form of employee assistance in their organizations. And I really think that it's something that we really need to, you know, speed the charge on and speak more about because we're, we're all going through a lot of stuff right now. And however we were handling it prior to what was happening two years ago, we're not handling it the same right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, we are definitely more vulnerable to stress. When you're under stress for a long period of time, you actually become mm. more vulnerable to it. Yeah. It, 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 it impacts you a bit more. I think I think the, the one of the good things out of this pandemic, though, is that more and more business leaders are realizing everything that you just said. You know, they're realizing that, you know, this this the, to 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 stigmatize people, to uh, alienate them to uh, to not provide them with support because mm-hmm. you think that they're not you know deserving of, of, of support yeah. uh, in terms of mental health that's becoming less so I think mm-hmm. I think this pandemic has touched so many people directly and through families that the whole idea of stigmatizing around mental health is starting to, to feel more appropriately ridiculous <laughs> you know like so <laughs> so you know we're we're shifting that, but then we're, we're obviously not fully fully there. Fully There's there. still still some work to do, and I think mm-hmm. the more we we understand uh, what mental health, you know, how they arise, uh, what they look like, you know, how you can be a top performer and still you know have uh, a mental health diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more mm-hmm. we have that knowledge. Uh, the more that the stigma will go away. Yeah, well, let's hope. I'm seeing room for positive change. um, And I hope that it continues on this trend and that organizations, you know, get more supportive around helping their employees and governments too. And governments too. I hope they take an example from what you you guys are doing there in Canada and um, would offer the same assistance to their citizens as well. I, th- I think the other thing around mental health is, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's 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 so interesting how, you know, odd how human beings can be and how they look at things. Right? Like when you when you look at mental health, so many people are saying, "Well, I'm really struggling, but it's not bad enough mm. for me to get help." Right? Um, there's almost as if there's this invisible threshold that you don't deserve to move forward, or you're worried about. I, I don't even know. It doesn't make any sense, but it's so yeah. common. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, if any other health issue, like really seriously, would you ever think of saying, um, "I have a cancer, but I'm going to wait until stage four before I deal with it"? Definitely not. Definitely not. You're going to deal with it there and then. Exactly. So definitely point taken. And I hope that everyone who is listening to this podcast takes that point seriously, because when we wait till things really deteriorate, then we're in mental health crisis. That's not pretty at all. It it makes things more complex to deal with and harder to deal with. But also think of all the lost days, you know, where your quality of life isn't what it should be. Should be. And, and nobody should lose any more mm-hmm. of their quality of life than they need to. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, Paula. I appreciate it. And also for sharing with us what you're doing and what your services involve and how we can benefit from them. Thank you. 
We will return to my interview in a moment, but first a word from our sponsors, Ability CBT. Ability CBT is an internet-based cognitive behavioral therapy program designed to provide effective mental health care to people dealing with a variety of concerns, including anxiety, depression, trauma, and grief, and more. The program is guided by experienced therapists who are there to help you understand and navigate your mental health concerns and build long-lasting coping skills. Accessible from any device at any time, Ability CBT is delivered through a secure digital platform to combine the benefits of in-person therapy with the convenience of virtual access to fast, easy and effective support. Ability CBT offers a targeted program to help address mental health concerns related to the uniquely challenging aspects of pandemics, including uncertainty, isolation, burnout, caring for family and community members, information overload and stress management. Ability CBT can be accessed online at myicbt.com or by downloading the Ability CBT app from the Google Play or App Store. You deserve to feel better. We now return to our interview. I want to ask you this. What are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would enjoy? Uh, okay, well, I don't know if you're going to enjoy it, but I'll just share. Sure. <laughs> um, well, I, well, one of the things is I do read a, a, a lot just because it's it's not just my job, it's my personal passion around mm-hmm. um, around mental health, around mm-hmm. how it's impacting people at work, around the dynamics, uh, the things that have been changing and getting different perspectives. So we're not only looking at it from a research point of view, but mm-hmm. we're also looking at it just in terms of uh, you know, articles and, and different thought leaderships, because I think it's, it's, it's a good thing to have a good handle on yeah. things that are important in life. Um, I also read a, a lot about this, this metaverse. <laughs> ah. <laughs> because, you know, how is this going to impact our minds? How is this going to impact our work? How is mm-hmm. this going to impact us socially? And um, at the risk of plugging, but I'll plug anyway, uh, in terms of television and streaming or whatever, um, I am one of those people who is obsessed with the show Succession. Okay. So uh, if you haven't seen it, I have not. You know, it, it is it, it it is a perfect example of Julie, the opposite of what you said. It is which is it is shows us really seriously psychologically unsafe. Ooh environment wow but they do it in such a way that you know you leave saying not only is it entertaining but you leave learning around what not to do in terms Mm -hmm. of interrelating with other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. succession um, (laughs) (laughs) what is that showing on so we can find it oh it is um i believe it's netflix netflix yeah, but don't um, I, I hesitate to be quoted on that, but I believe for that no. if you Google it, you'll find a lot of information no on it, where, where it is. Uh, but but again, it's 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 one of those things because you almost have to be clear on what's good and uh-huh. what's not good yeah. <laughs> to figure out where you should be. Sure. But, you know, interestingly enough, when you talked about the metaverse and learning more about it, um, I'm just thinking like, you know, how so many interactions of the future are going to be in that space. And I'm wondering, 
as mental health care providers, how you will facilitate that space for people that actually want to be serviced in that space. Yeah, I think I think that there is a, a risk as well as that there is an opportunity. Number yeah. one, this, this is going to be a natural evolution in terms of how we play. It already is in many situations, yeah. uh, but also how we work, mm-hmm. how we get support, how we interact with each other. I think I think the important thing is that as these experiences are being designed and curated, you know, that you think no one has, has control over them, but they think about mental health. Yeah. They think about some of our basic human needs, which is to feel a sense of belonging, mm-hmm. to feel connected to mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. to be able to be who we are, to yeah. be our, ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when you have those things and you also have a sense of personal control, mm-hmm. then you're in a, in a, in a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's um, un, unsafe, yeah. you know, like, you know, some social media doesn't feel very safe like at, at all. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you don't feel that you have personal control in terms of your own, you know, being and image mm-hmm. and choices and, and life, um, if you if you feel that you have to be uh, someone else that you're going to be like, there's all sorts of things that mm-hmm. that as this kind of evolution of our experience is happening, uh, we have to be careful that we don't create uh, an, a, a version of the world that brings out the worst of the world oh, that we, we create versions of the world mm-hmm. that are actually healthy. Yeah. So I think it remains to be seen, but there's definitely a lot of people thinking about it in the same way that I am in terms yeah. of just making it something positive for our society. Otherwise then yeah, it, it, it could be another problem. To solve. Another problem to solve. Exactly. Yes. Thank you so much for chiming in on that. So let me ask you, what advice would you give to your younger self entering the world of work when it comes to being safe mentally and creating good boundaries and so on in the workplace? What advice would you give to your younger self, younger Paula, now entering the workforce for the first time? Yeah. Younger Paula had much bigger hair, and um, <laughs> but what would I give other than that? Other than advice on the on the hair, I would um, <laughs> I would I would uh, tell the younger Paula to uh, trust my own voice a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time with thinking, like you're in a work situation and you think of something. You know, you yeah. have an idea, you have a way to pro- solve a problem, and you know because. You're, you're you're younger you think well you know I won't say it because it's obvious mm-hmm. other people must have thought about it and maybe there's some reason why they're not moving forward right mm-hmm. so I would keep silent a lot more uh than I think I should have should and have. It, it took me a, exactly it mm-hmm. took it took me a long time to realize that you know um, my voice has value yeah right and maybe somebody else did think about it, but it doesn't mean that it, I don't have the right to say. Yeah. And more often than not, it, other people didn't, and it would have been very helpful, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think sometimes we we just assume, uh, you know, our, our place yeah. in an environment and not really be our full selves. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is just a matter of being who you are, yes. trusting what you're thinking mm-hmm. and speaking. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I Over the last couple of years, I've told myself I should never take for granted that people know what I know. 
So absolutely very similar, similar lines, but yes, I definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much. And my last question to you, this is a little with a little twist. So one of the conversations that I've been having over the last couple of months with HR professionals is about how many of them actually use their employee assistance program. So they help create them. They work with benefits people to put these programs in place. But as HR themselves, they're not using these programs. A lot of them sometimes forget. Sometimes as HR professionals, we think, you know, we create these things for the people, forgetting that we're the people too. (laughs) What advice would you give to HR professionals that are not engaging in these EAP programs, but definitely need them? And put your mask on first. I mean, you, you can be working to help others, but if you're not taking care of yourself in that mm-hmm. process, then you're not going to do anything, uh, anything sustainable. Yes. So I, I think it is important that, you know, and, and it, it's, it's not just HR professionals, you know, the term, you know, physician, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's very common that those yeah. who are actually shaping solutions don't avail themselves of those solutions. Mm-hmm. And that can be tragic, right? Yes. So, you know, number one, put your mask on first, make sure that you're supporting your own mental health and well-being. And, you know, it, it, it also kind of helps with that whole issue in workplaces around stigma. Like when you've used a service, mm-hmm. you know, you would probably feel more comfortable around speaking about it. Yeah. And when somebody sees you as, a, you know, an accomplished professional uh, using a service, they're going to feel more comfortable using it as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Paula, for spending time with me today to have this conversation. Teach us a little bit more about you and for us to learn more about LifeWorks and Ability CBT. Thank you so much for being with us. And I look forward to learning more from you. And I'm sure our audience does as well. Where can we find you on social media to connect with you? Um, the, the, probably the best way is to uh, connect with the LifeWorks social media account. And I'm all over that as well. Okay. So lifeworks.com is our email uh, is our um, website and has Mm -hmm. all our social media links Uh, we're also on LinkedIn and and Twitter and Instagram and again I'm I'm Paula Allen um, and I represent LifeWorks as the global leader of research and I'm hoping that we are also partnered with you and and are able to provide uh, everybody listening with the, the support to themselves and their families especially during this very very, very challenging time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to our sponsors, Ability CBT and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again in the next Sound Off.